Welcome aboard, Captain. to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. How's it going? All is well. It's Friday, and we're here talking about Minute 69 yes. of Star Trek II. Uh, minute 69 starts with Terrell saying, Sir, it is difficult, I... And ends a minute later with the smell of fried city eels. The smell. You can only imagine what that smells like. Oh, I'll have yeah. the I'll have one order of the fried city eel, please. Yeah, gross. <laughs> That's gross, man. You're gross. You're gross. So the minute uh, starts off with uh, the awesomeness that is Paul Winfield having his internal monologue that we can't hear. Uh, yep. Uh, and uh, finally admits that he, he's trying to obey, but he, and, uh, he can't. Can't. And you can see Khan is kill him. He's now he's I getting. Can't tell. Khan's getting mad now because he's like, this seemed to be such an easy plan. They they stash and hide Terrell and Chekhov. They find all the information for them. You know, Alakazam. They kill Kirk. And now he's like, because I, like I said last minute, I think he was bored. I think he was like done with this. And now it's like, kill him, kill him now. You know, he, you know, he's he's, he's like, he, now he's getting mad. Yeah, I, I also can't tell if he if he if he if there's some dawning realization there that he might be losing control. So he's oh yeah maybe yeah so just a little. So he's like, okay, okay, just floor it and kill him. Let's go, get it done with, because yeah. uh, you know, he, he might know what's what's about to happen. Um, and I have so many questions about what's about to happen. Um, so Terrell rips off the communicator, right? That's his answer to, I don't know, is he well, trying to free himself here? <laughs> is this like a moment of protest? Well, I think it's the madness. I mean, as we as we know from Khan's original description of what these eels do, it ends with madness, or actually ends with death. But you know, the last stage is is madness, and I think this is Terrell basically going mad. I mean, we sort of get that that sound of the eels that we're supposed to believe are you know probably the noise he's hearing inside his head. Yeah, which is disturbing. So disturbing. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I had my note, the eel scream <laughs> in a, in yeah. a frowny face. <laughs> uh, you know, Terrell, so, Terrell fighting with himself. You know, he's he, he's holding his head. He's He can't take it anymore. He lets out the scream. He falls to the ground. But and as, Kirk, as Kirk and Carol sort of make a move, he has enough presence to be like, you know, I still, I still get the upper hand here. You know, he, he gets up and sort of points the phaser at him and continues to have that struggle with what to do yeah even in this yeah that yeah even in this this whatever pain he's going through he's still that's loyal to Khan right there yeah he's trying to obey and yeah i think he finally he realizes what his solution is as painful as it probably is he probably realizes like i i, I can't obey and do this anymore i i, I have to i have to kill myself 
you need to write you need to adjust the novelization because that was much more dramatic (laughs) that was a a great (laughs) summary um yeah that was that was great and yeah and here we go our our last our last moments of of this tortured soul of Terrell and he turns a phaser on himself and fires and, and uh, we and we sort of see Chekhov there next to him, and he is Chekhov, you know, as they pull back, as Terrell sort of, you know, is turning the gun around. He is he's still having difficulties too. He's not sure what to do, um, you know, looking to the side and, you know, freaking out. Yep. His uh his lack of reaction to uh, Terrell. <laughs> shooting himself uh he doesn't it doesn't i would have been like yeah, what the f-? you know yeah. <laughs> jump back or something but uh, he Did just you just see that he still holds his uh he's still holding the phaser on kirk and yep. he just kind of looks to the side you know as terrell disintegrates with yeah that. with so the the scream so we've got the i mean this minute's like we got, we got the eel scream yeah gross we've got terrell disintegrating you know these these the ways people die by phaser is just so dramatic and gory in a way. Uh, yeah, just the way they sort of yeah vaporize and sort of little pieces just sort of fly off. Yeah, they blast apart. Yeah, uh, and then you hear Terrell the sc- scream. The scream. The scream of of someone being vaporized, basically, because it's similar to we talked about this a lot offline. Is is this sort of the same, the, just the sound you make when you get phasered, you know? Yeah, maybe it's that last, let the last thing you can do with your vocal cords. I don't know. He, uh, Terrell sounds like a pterodactyl at this moment when he is <laughs> last thing out of his mouth. He sounds yeah. like a ter- pterodactyl screaming. But uh, yeah, I just say, uh, you know, farewell, Terrell. Yeah. We, did, we didn't know you enough. Um, we could use, uh, we could use him in a, they need to introduce him into like the, uh, the Kelvin timeline, right? A, a different the, version of Terrell, or, or the new show, the Discovery, because this would be oh. well before. So, right, maybe, a young Terrell, and a young Terrell on the on the USS Discovery or whatever the ship is. Yeah. But um, the yeah. one thing I did notice during the phasering of Terrell is <laughs> that it appears that the phaser itself disintegrates. Like what? it does, it does not fall to the ground, and it appears that the phaser itself disintegrates. Oh no! And I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a bad special effects, and we're supposed to assume that it doesn't because, as we see, um, actually we don't see. I thought we did, but um, because where does Kirk get his phaser from? Or just because he's uh, not did holding Jetta it. Drop his? Oh, Jetta might have dropped his, yeah. Maybe. But, um, yeah, it it totally looks like the phaser just sort of disintegrates. So do we have to have a physics discussion now about this? This is, wait, so is I'm it because, holding it, is, I'm yeah, holding I'm, it, and I shoot myself, so I start just, disintegrating. Does that mean everything I'm touching disintegrates? Well, you, you figure all his clothes disintegrate. Right. His body. And how his come body. The, the floor doesn't disintegrate? True. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, because I guess I would expect him to disintegrate, but the phaser to fall to the floor. Yes, that's what I would expect. Uh, uh, yes. But I oh. guess it would be no different if his phaser was in his holster and someone phasered him. I guess yeah, the phaser. The phaser would, would disappear. Yeah. 
Oh, oh boy. Uh, I might have to, there might be some awkward pauses in this show as I try to wrap my head around this. Yeah. <laughs> Where does the phasering begin and end? Yeah, why doesn't exactly. The, why doesn't the floor get phasered? <laughs> Is that the right verb? I don't know. Phasering? <laughs> I phasered you. Oh, man, that guy got phasered so hard. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, we get a little bit of a re- reaction from Kirk, like, oh, that's sad. Yes. This guy just phasered himself. Um, and then we... <laughs> And then we cut to Chekhov. As as much as I love Paul Winfield and his performance over the last couple of minutes, I I, I don't love Chekhov's. I, I'm sorry, Walter, but I just I just don't love your performance here. Yeah, it's a little it's a little over the top, I guess. And uh, but yeah, you get more. I guess we get more screaming first, right? So we get we get how Chekhov's eels are screaming. Yes, and. Uh, well, okay, so some questions here. So, one, why did Terrell's eels start screaming Yeah, and, and causing him pain? Right. Was it because Terrell was resisting? And it was, uh, that could it be. So, the, so, the, so the, the eel might be actually tightening the screws, as it were, inside his head, trying to get him to yeah. obey? Um, or is it just it's gotten so big inside his head? That it's can't grow anymore, and it's fighting to claim space in his head. Maybe, but is that why? Is, so whatever the answer is, there is that. Why, is that what's going on with Chekhov's eel, or is Chekhov's eel reacting to the death of his buddy? Oh, I don't think I thought about that. Right, because wouldn't these two be siblings? We saw them get pulled off the same mom. Yeah, presumably. I'm yep. assuming that's the mom. Might have been the dad carrying the young around. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they're siblings. Uh, so are they reacting to one another's, you know, is, is this, is Chekhov's reacting to the death of his sibling? Maybe. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Kind of neat thing about, uh, or it could just be the same thing that the, it got too, this is its time. It got too big and yeah. it's on its way out. Um, and that's another thing. It's like, all right, so. I'm jumping ahead of a little bit for, yep. you know, everybody reacts to Chekhov collapsing. And, and then we cut to the eel coming out of Chekhov's ear. Yes. Um, disgusting. <laughs> which is deliciously disgusting. Uh, but yeah, is this, is this what they're supposed to do? Is this the part of the life cycle that Khan was talking about? You know, he watched this happen to all of his, you know, the people in, on his crew. Right. You know, is, is this what happened and all? It killed them this way? Um, or I always, I've always wondered this and I don't have an answer for it. I've always wondered is, is this what's supposed to happen or is this a, a fluke? And if this thing hadn't come out of Chekhov's ear, he would have been a goner later. You know, is this just lucky that it came out? Well, I think, you know, I think it's just sheer (laughs) physics or sheer, you know, the, there's only so much space we have in our heads, so it's going to grow so large and it's either going to eat our brain You know, or, and I guess that's why it causes madness because it's probably that constant noise that you're, I mean, it goes up in your ear, so you're probably hearing it all the time. And it probably wraps itself around in such a way that that's what makes it, you're susceptible susceptible to suggestion Mm -hmm. 
and then eventually probably just gets too big to, and then it causes the madness and thus you, you want to kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's something about the, yeah. Is a what's the, is the term is body horror, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this kind of stuff like, ah, oh God, this thing coming out of his head is just so nasty. And <clears throat> uh, I'm sure you've seen them. You've seen the behind the scenes stuff, right? They created yes. this, this gigantic oversized, Ear, yeah. Uh, I guess it wasn't a painting; it was a model, right? Modeled yeah. right after off of Walter's ear. Yep. Um, so that they could actually, you know, ugh, drip all this blood and gross, uh, and have it just come out, come out of his ear and drop onto the floor. Ugh. What do you think that is? Do you think that's raspberry jelly? I would think so. It's not. I don't see any seeds, so I don't think it's strawberry jam. Yeah. Some sort of. Uh, it's, it's it's gross. I mean, it's not, it doesn't look. Just when you see his head first poking out, like, hey, hey, little kid, yeah. come on here. And you know, I was thinking about it. Yeah, it's like, well, I've always thought, I'm like, oh, he doesn't look that much, you know, bigger than he was. But he is. He's bigger yeah. than he was when he went in. It was a little thing that kind of curled around. Yeah, it was inside a little, his ear. Yeah, it was just a little slug. And here, it's like a big, huge. And I think this is even smaller than the one that's in the you know terrarium back on uh, the planet. Like it probably oh, gets yeah. gets bigger. Oh, see, well, yeah. So wait a minute. That's right. The things in the terrarium were huge. Yeah, that's what I think. I think this is still small in comparison to what it probably could become. But that's but that goes back to then. The, what is the life cycle of this thing? Should it should it stay inside until it gets giant and eat your brain, or is it supposed to come out now that it's it's done its thing? It's drive you crazy and you're about to die. And I think it, it feeds off the host. As long yeah. as the host will provide nourishment. And then I think, but I think it gets too big that for the, for our capacity to have them in there. So we end up killing ourselves. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. This is horrible. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of this scene and having to look at it over and over again. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty gross. And it's so effective. The special effect is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, because even when they, you know, they do that, they do that great zoom in, right? When they kind of zoom in from Walter Koenig actually laying there and yep. kind of zoom into the painting or whatever the model. Yeah. And then they pull back, they pull back again, and uh, just as the thing drop, as the thing drops out of his ear and lands on the floor, yep. you know, his his ear actually like you know, you know, vibrates because the thing kind of fell off of his ear. So it it. it <laughs> It looks so real. It's so gross. Yeah, it's disturbing. This is disturbing as so, when it goes in his ear. More so. Yeah, more so. Yeah, I think I agree. More so. And okay, and we talked a little bit about this part offline too that I've I've never noticed really paid attention to before. So Kirk pulls his phaser out. Well, even before and, that, so Walter goes. Uh, Chekhov goes down. Yeah. And he, McCoy, McCoy rushes up. And, you know, David and Savick are just sort of sitting there. But Kirk comes running, rushing up and just sort of stands there. And then McCoy yep. does the magical wand, you know, and goes, God's sakes, what is that? You know, what is it? Yep. And, um, you know, and then the thing comes out of his ear. But then out of nowhere, Kirk whips out a phaser. <laughs> yes, like, he does. Like, I thought he lost it during the battle with David because David comes down out of nowhere you know, he's in the rafter somewhere and clocks Kirk in the back. I figures he, he's lost his phaser. 
Yeah, because he doesn't have a Kirk's throwing the you know the two handed punches and everything in that fight, so he's not he's not holding it then. And and Jetta even says phasers down. You know, he even yeah. he even tells him like it, you know no one should have a phaser. So either I am not correct and Terrell's phaser is lying there. It's it's no. it's Chekhov's phaser, or it's Jetta's phaser phaser from before. I think it's most likely Jetta's phaser. Because Terrell's definitely gone. Chekhov's would have fallen, you know, by his feet or something, and Kirk never got that close. Yeah. I think he picked up Jetta's. It just looks weird because obviously he doesn't have it with him when he's rushing over. He's over McCoy, and then all of a sudden, phaser. Right. And another argument for Jetta's phaser is this is this is a this fire is a different It looks like a different beam. Definitely. Yeah, a different beam. It's, it's a four way. <laughs> Yeah, it shoots like four beams, which is totally badass. I mean, so, and then, which brings me to my next question is, which leads us to, again, believe that this is Jetta's phaser, mm-hmm. is the fact that the creature, the SETI eel, does not vaporize. Like, obviously, when Terrell vaporizes Jetta, he's completely gone. When he vaporizes himself, gone. Here we have this smoldering, fire-burning SETI eel, which probably smells fantastic at this point, too. Yeah, even before it gets zapped, right? Yeah. It's all bloody and gross, and then he shoots it, and it just burns. It does not vaporize. So, yeah, I'm going with you on this is Jetta's – this is not the Starfleet issue phaser. All right. Yeah, I think you you, uh, have made – there's enough differences that yes, and it looks similar, and it may be, but it just looks it, it looks and acts different than the phaser that uh, Paul Winfield had. Yep. So let's talk about this eel getting well. One first of all, <clears throat> the very first shot you get of it just before the phaser hits it, yeah. it has legs now, Dave. Ugh. Disgusting. It didn't it's have. All, it's it all bloody and gross. It, and it, uh, it's all bloody and gross. It's it's. It has legs. It grew at least – you can see at least two legs on one side. So Ugh. it's grown legs since we saw it last. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I love the, the – well, I'm assuming puppetry. You know, as soon as the – when the right. phaser first hits it, the, the jaws open and it kind of – you know, it starts screaming. But, ah. And it um, squirts out his goo and stuff on the ground. <laughs> it so does because when he's, it's when like he's gone – Yeah, there's, there's goo all over the floor. Okay. Things are on fire. There's wet goo. I mean it's – they, they just took the yuck factor and just kept building on it. It's like, all right, we're not going to vaporize it. That's no fun. Let's just turn it into a, a burnt-up, gooey mess. Because, <laughs> yeah, oh, so nasty. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the goo's bother me. Like, now, and I will say the the scene as we go back where Kirk is, is shooting the phaser, it, it makes me – it reminds me of when we had uh, John and Mitch on. Um, mm-hmm. from Alien Minute and how they talked about like different shots and that one shot of Kirk, like they called it like, like the hero shot. Like this is like the hero shot. He's got the phaser and he's pointing down and it's just like a, it's an awesome shot of Kirk. Yeah. He's the, the camera's down low. So yep. he's, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. I mean, when you play in a slow-mo too, it looks even, even cooler. Cause you get the whole, the whole phaser effect coming out and yeah, it just so looks, good. it just looks great. And at the very end, after we pull back from the uh, the burning carcass, Kirk is P.O.'d. 
Yeah. He is, he is mad. Like, he sets his jaw and he is, he's mad. He's mad. And let's, let's, let's hang on to that one. Yeah. Okay. Cause next week when we talk about minutes 70 through 72, <laughs> we're going to talk about Kirk's emotions, his emotional state. And you're right. It starts right here at the end of this minute. Um, before we wrap it up, I have another, I have a question about Kirk's reaction to, and maybe it builds on what we were just talking about. Kirk's, Kirk's reaction, first reaction is, oh, look, a new alien life form. <laughs> and it disintegrates it. <laughs> I come in peace. Shoot to kill. Yeah, this is very uh, not uh, Starfleet-esque. Shouldn't somebody have just put like a, you know, a glass jar on top of it maybe? And let's save this thing for later in case we need it to... Uh, yeah. You know, make sure Chekhov's okay. Yeah, exactly. You just vaporize it. It'd be funny if McCoy was like, Jim, <laughs> I needed that. What did you do? Yeah, what if what if it had some sort of toxin in it that it could cure Chekhov? Yeah, right, exactly. The antidote I, was in that one. If if you didn't kill him, you idiot. I guess we don't need another, another uh, plot challenge uh, thrown <laughs> in here. Uh, but yeah, so that death of the SETI, oh man, so gross. Yeah. Well. Of course, I could be just being a wimp. I don't know. But I, I, I challenge people to be like, oh no, that's totally whatever. That's not bad. It's gross, man. It's a bug and it's on fire and sliming on things. Yeah. I, that's all the notes I had. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just revisiting something we talked about. Um, we talked about last minute about the music and you had brought up that it sounded like the uh, the trash compactor scene. I did. And I was not buying it, but yeah. I listened to it, sort of buying it. I, I'm, I can see where you get it from. You sort of buy it. I'm so you're, st- throwing, you're throwing me a bone or you're agreeing with me? I'm throwing you a bone. All right. I'm, s- I'm still saying it sounds more like uh, Battle Beyond the Stars. Okay. Uh, agree to dis- disagree. Agree to disagree, yes. All right. Well, on that note, um, why don't we wrap it up? Yes. Enjoy the weekend. Um, and uh, folks, it's, 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 it is Friday, so we usually like to uh, uh, do a shout out to the Star Wars Minute. Uh, Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson are the guys that started the uh, the whole minute Movies by Minute format. Um, and uh, so we want to say thank you to them for loaning us the format so we get to uh, talk about our favorite movie. And uh, and there's tons of others. Uh, you can find them at moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, Every day, right? There's a new one. Yeah, there's uh, actually there's two more that I actually three new ones that I I've noticed. One is uh, apparently Beetlejuice Minute is coming. Um, Spinal Spinal Tap Minute is coming, and uh, one that I'm really looking forward to is the Fifth Element. Oh yes, that's right. I heard about that, and I think that's coming with uh, Crystal Beth. It is indeed. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, more and more. So moviesbyminutes.com is the best place to go, I think, right now to see the catalog of everybody and you know pick your 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 favorite uh, favorite movie and uh, check out the podcast because they're all pretty fun and they're all a little different. Everybody's got their own take on the format and uh, uh, they're doing a great job. So um, proud to be part of the part oh, of the yeah, family definitely. of yeah. these podcasts. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so. So you can find us on uh, online. We're on Twitter at WOK Minute. We're on Instagram as Wrath of Con Minute. Uh, we're on Facebook at the Wrath of Con Minute Listener Federation. 
And uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And, you know, if you want to go out there and leave us a, a rating and a review, that would be much appreciated. And uh, we'll be back here again on Monday to, to talk about Minute 70 of Star Trek II here at the Wrath of Con Minute. Jim. Yeah.